0: Since the first episode of Money Talk Extra back in March, we've spoken to a total of 40 listeners to find out about their financial worries and our panel of experts has offered each one of them advice. One of them is Andy Fock, who endured one of the toughest moments of his life back in June after his mother-in-law was told by the doctor she only had a few more months to live. Jimmy Lamb went back to speak to him again to see how he and his family
1: are getting on and hear about some of the challenges he expects to face in the new year. Morning, Andy. Good I remember morning. I met you in June back then. You mentioned your mother-in-law had uh, cr- uh, critical disease. Um, so how how is the situation like now?
2: Um, my mother-in-law passed away in September. Well, the, sorry to hear that. Yeah, uh, the funeral was all completed in the following month. Uh, my wife's brother finally uh, listened to the advice of spending less on the funeral, uh, just to keep it simple. Yeah, just to give the listener... A bit of a background. I remember,
1: you had uh, kind of an argument with your uh, your wife's brother on the, how to arrange the uh, funeral, right? Yes. Um, so, well, it's good. So, how much did you spend uh, eventually? Then? Um,
2: eventually, if I add up everything, it's around um, fifteen thousand Hong Kong Right. That's quite economical. Uh, because we went for the uh, went for the green funeral option and we had a small-scale funeral just to only invite close relatives, and we decided to spend more on treating her better when she was alive, So, such as buying the food she wanted to try, some medicine that helped alleviate pain. Right,
1: okay, so kind of uh, they, your brother... Uh, your brother-in-law listened to your advice of uh, sticking it uh, to a very simple uh, budget on the funeral. Okay, and what about the legacy of your mother-in-law, and how does uh, your family handle her assets that are left behind?
2: Uh, I got a friend who is a lawyer. He helped us do the will for my mother-in-law, and luckily my mother-in-law could still communicate with my friend. And At I that w- time
1: to, yes. um, to do the will?
2: Yeah, and our relationship with my wife's brother improved. Uh, after he listened to the to the oh, you mean listening to the advice of uh, last time? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: In the program, okay. Yeah. Well, great that you find it useful.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so we reached a consensus on how to divide the assets. For example, like my mother-in-law' flat given to my wife's younger sister, and the stock portfolio equally shared between my wife's brother and us. Right, and
1: um, how has the loss of a loved one uh, impacted your life, um, mm. in terms of uh, financially or emotionally?
2: For sure, it's a tough time to lose your loved one, and it's difficult period, financially and emotionally, for the last few months of my mother-in-law's life. Uh, emotionally, emotionally I, we have a lot of crying, and financially, um, I'm outgoing only. I even applied for long paid leave as I used up my, the holiday in the first half of the year.
1: Wow, so you made a lot of sacrifice. Then.
2: Yeah, but after that, our family bonding is getting better. We get more connected to my wife's family, her brother and sister. Uh, we also had a good time to fulfill the financial situation of ourselves. My sister not become more mature and aware of spending and Power of investment. If I remember correctly, she is
1: in kind of university or university years, right?
2: Yeah, she is. Uh, she is amazed by how much money my mother-in-law made in her life. My wife's brother also got more motivated finding out more about the stock investment, which is uh, learning some fundamental analysis. Wow. So, um, kind of uh,
1: it's a kind of positive, taking positive out of this uh, uh, unfortunate event. So um, here we are, I mean, standing on the last few days of December, looking ahead to the new year. So what are your objectives financially? Uh,
2: Yes, uh, kind of positive. We have completed everything for my mother-in-law, so we kind of put that behind us and continue our normal life. So um, we're looking ahead to the new year. My wife is giving birth to the second child. Wow! Okay, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so must are, be a lot
1: of planning yeah, yeah, that you lot need lot to do then.
2: Yeah, and so we are busy planning for the home and care arrangement, and for the home. Uh, although the flat is a bit small, eventually need a bigger flat as children grow up. But the current stamp duty and property price are really high. So, um, overall, the administration cost, like agency fee, etc., etc., makes it difficult to change flat. So, we prefer to stay in the same flat, although it is a bit crowded. Right, uh, uh, especially with two ch- crying babies, I can imagine. Yes, <laughs> and definitely we need one more person to help my wife with the uh, one-year-old son and the new baby is coming up. So right, I'm,
1: as a, uh, if I remember correctly, your wife is a housewife right now. Yes, yes. Okay. So, um, you, I don't think you uh, uh allow her to uh, take care of two babies on her own, must <laughs> <Once laughs> get some help. Uh, are you thinking of getting your, your parents in law or your domestic helpers in hiring a domestic helper to um for that?
2: Um, uh, hoping so. so uh, you kind of um, haven't made the decision yet. Yeah. Uh... Not yet.
0: Okay. right. You heard there from our listener Andy. His family have moved on from their grief over the death of his mother-in-law earlier this year, and Andy's wife is now expecting their second child. Andy is contemplating how to better plan the family's finances before their new family member arrives. To help get some advice, Jimmy Lam met
1: with financial planner Matthew Hoy. Uh, morning, Matthew. So um, Andy's wife is expecting her second child. So, um, what advice would you give around the uh, care arrangement? Do you think they should hire the foreign domestic helper, or they ask their parents-in-law for help? Well, as Andy mentioned, the flat they are living is already
0: quite crowded. So I would suggest him not to hire a foreign domestic helper because providing a helper with living space can be a challenge in Hong Kong. Um, they could. Seek help from Andy or Andy's wife parents for help. It would be great if they live close by, so it's more convenient.
1: But I guess there should be some things that they should uh, be reminded of uh, when they turn help uh, turn for help from their parents.
0: Uh, But from my own experience, when you get your parents or parents-in-law to help taking care of the child, sometimes it's very easy to get into arguments.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Arguments can be on absolutely everything from. What kind, what brand of milk? How you handle the baby, when he he or she cries? uh, Who pays for the baby's necessity items like diapers, clothes, wipes, etc.
1: Right. So it could be a crunchy time for the family. And you just
0: remember to sit down and discuss, talk about how how the money should be wisely spent as well. Andy and his wife may be giving some money to the parents each month, but now if the parents help. Taking care of the two babies, should Andy think of giving more money to them? And what should in what aspect?
1: In what? How much would that be? Right. Yeah, that's very true because uh, that could be uh, money could be a source of argument. And apart from getting from help, um, what else uh, should um, Andy do around the insurance?
0: Okay, I think Andy could add the child to the health insurance. It's something people tend to forget to do. And in most cases, you have 30 days counting from the date of birth of your child. You could just add him or her to an existing health insurance policy. It's best to check with your insurance agent.
1: Right, and I guess uh, even Andy can take a step further to uh, consider whether to buy a brand new insurance for the second child. Mm. Also, there's something Andy and his wife could could think about later is whether to buy a life insurance for the two children, right? And but uh, I guess it could be uh, later in the life or whatever. Um, so and also I think Andy mentioned its MPF uh, asset allocation. He put all the one hundred or one well one hundred percent to Hong Kong equity. He's thinking of changing of it. Um, so what do you make of that MPF uh, asset allocation? Uh,
0: personally, I cannot predict which market will do well in the future. But based on the principle of diversification, I would recommend him to not put all eggs in the same basket. Andy could have picked a few markets, maybe not only the States, because the US market is record high. Maybe he could just choose from among the European and some emerging Asian
1: markets, like in China or Hong Kong. That was financial planner Matthew Hoy.